Shall I jump into this podcast, Mr. Redman? What? We might as well, right? We might as well do it. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Creep Time, the podcast uh, with Silas Dean. I have a special <laughs> guest here. It's Mr. Scott Redmond. Hey, I'm Scott Redmond. How is everyone? You can't answer, but answer. Five, four, three, two, one. What would you do if somebody, okay, you just heard a voice somebody. through this? What would you do if somebody just like spoke through this just now? Then I'd be like, wow, this is creep time. We're... <laughs> We're haunted right now. Oh, I should do that. I should do a prank on Stu or something on one of our um one of our upcoming podcasts where like I fake a glitch or something and I make it seem like there's spirit interfering. Oh my <laughs> one time oh, we were I think I told you this last time. One time we were doing a pod on a ghost story and I was talking about like an unknown caller in the story, and then my phone rang in that moment with an unknown oh, number. And I was like, Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. yeah. Did you answer on air? No. Oh my! I should have. Done. But but like, what if Ugh. it was like a doctor or something, and they were like, "We have your test results. Unfortunately, the syphilis is back." <laughs> <laughs> what would I do? I'd have to keep um, it in. Then you'd have to get real with your audience. <laughs> oh, they they know too much already. <laughs> They're telling me to like pack Creepers, it up. I'm here to tell you that Silas. <laughs> His syphilis is back. So they're drawing you heard it here first, folks. They're drawing boundaries with me. They're like, we don't need to know everything, you know. They're like, you keep some stuff to yourself. <laughs> We're just here for the stories, really. <laughs> well, they're fast forwarding through this. They're like, they're still on syphilis. They're, they do. No, they do. In the beginning, they call. They're like, they're like. I always cut through the banter in the beginning, and I'm like, oh Jesus. So I try to keep myself on track. So with that, I'll I'll rein us in, but. I'm happy that you're back on. You haven't been on since like episode. What just that? Were you shot? What just happened? <laughs> I, was... I can I can close my window. That's that's the sound of New York. Baby. <gasps> the sounds of New York streets. It's okay. In the background, we Is always it better hear. If um... I close my window. Um, if it's super hot, you don't have to. I don't know. Okay. Sometimes we like sound effects. We did um a premium episode, Stu and I, and it was like storming outside, and it gave such a sick effect to the podcast because like she's telling a story to Ooh. me, and it's just like raging thunder in the background. So sometimes the ambiance makes it. I can't promise a dark and stormy night, but I can promise a garbage truck going by my window. It's par for the course. We usually on the street. I have an ice cream truck that comes by twice every night. They come by once at six thirty, and they blast this horn. Everybody on the podcast knows it because they come by it so consistently. And at the worst times in a story, I'm like, and then he jabbed a knife through her throat, and you just hear this ice cream truck go. <laughs> that was the last thing she heard. <laughs> we we always need the levity, though. Cream, time. yeah, sir. This is a family show. We're I, trying to stay monetized. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to trying to forget that I said that, but um, no, maybe you should lean into it. Welcome to Cream Time. I, I will. I was going to tell you something else, but I can't because it actually it will it will go too far, and I I did not, I don't want to I don't want to do the oh, editing. No. Well, anyway, I'm very very happy you're here because this is a special episode. Scott is here. He is covering for Stu while she is out. She's down and out. She's out for the count. Dead and buried. she quit the biz. <laughs> no, that would, that would break my heart. Oh She's my out. god. Oh, she was out currently um, getting her legs replaced with um. You know, some Hot Wheels. She just just zipping around. Well, she's a a walker, baby. She's a walker and she's a runner, so she needs the speed. Mm I am right. She has no car. Did you know that? She, like, opted not to have a car so that she would have to walk and run everywhere and stay active. We call that living in NYC, baby. I I think you just glitched, but it it looked like your eyes rolled up behind your skull. (laughs) They did. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's why I'm super qualified to be here on Creep Time with Silas Dean. And there you have it, girlies. Well, with that, I'm going to shift us into our topic at hand, which is, do you remember it? Do you remember what I told you? Uh, teleportation. Teleportation! We are covering the mystery teleporting? teleportation. Well, maybe I should ask you first and foremost before we even get into teleportation. 
one, do you believe it's possible? Have I ever teleported? Have you, girl, have you ever teleported? Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, out of my last hinge date's bedroom, am I right, ladies? Oh, oh. Can we add in a cricket sound effect there? They're doing it themselves. Um. But yet, they're in their cars listening to it. (laughs) Doing it. (laughs) Do you believe in it, though? I think it's. Well, I don't think anyone to. I don't think anyone today is actively teleporting or has teleported yet. I don't think, but I. That's something I think will be possible. I think once, once science is able to move your atoms from here to here. I I don't think it'll be possible in our lifetime, but yeah, I I don't know that I don't believe that it's not possible that was a strange way to say that i think i agree with you that it could be possible i don't think the outcome of it would be the desired result like i think it could be possible to theoretically Mm -hmm. like break down a bunch of atoms and then somehow transfer them someplace else but i don't think the reassembly would be possible (laughs) like at least in like a correct way but i wonder if like um, I'm going to put this out there. I think like 3D printer technology. I was going to say that. I was going to say, yeah. To, right? Like, well, do you, okay, do you think a 3D to, like, printer print. is that? Do you think that is like a primitive form is of that teleportation? teleportation? Well, it's teleportation of, well, um, in that, if you're going off of that, it could be that like a text is teleportation, you know? Yeah. But I, I think like because the, because the 3D printer isn't taking like something that exists and moving it somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. taking something and taking a set of data and recreating something, which maybe. So, yeah, I guess. I guess there's a world in which teleportation exists, but it's really just. Killing one thing and then rebuilding it. <laughs> like, well, that's like, another thing, like too, is teleporting people... a book. It like scans the book destroys the book and then rebuilds the book and that is teleportation well if that's true is teleportation technically murder of like one existing version of something if it's living like a person and then it's recreating it is that original copy killed you know I'm getting so Probably. far ahead. We haven't even like for everybody who's listening. Imagine somebody who hasn't heard of teleportation. They're like, "What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> who hasn't heard of teleportation?" Hey, you'd be the, surprised listeners, if you haven't heard of teleportation. Raise your hands. Wow, that's more of you than I thought. It's All a right. good number, actually. I'm surprised. It's a good number of you kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to get into some of the historical significance of teleportation different things that may have happened in history that were recorded by multiple people, some more modern examples, and then some U.S. military secrets. But before I do, thank you again to everybody who is stopping by for a Friday episode to hang out on Creep Time, the podcast with Scott and I. We're very grateful that you're chilling out. Please make sure that you follow and subscribe to the podcast. Don't you dare cut me off during my intro. I'll end this right now. (laughs) Please do. <laughs> no, it's just every intro, I say the same thing. And they probably hate me for it at this oh. point. But every intro, they know the drill. because And Stu knows it too. Because I'm just like, make sure that you're following, you're subscribed. Leave a review if you care to. And then we usually jump into the story. But then now that we're already talking about teleportation. No, 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 no. I want you to open your mouth. Keep it open, please. Thank you. Do you know this is going to be the right. episode? This is the episode before our season finale. You were the precursor to the season finale. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, your audience got, got screwed up this No, one. no. I think they're going to... Stu. I was talking to Stu about it, and we were like, we should do an episode in between what the season finale episode is, which we've been gatekeeping. Nobody knows what it is so far. And we decided we were going to like sandwich this in between that. And she's like, they're going to be so... They don't know that it's about like your, your evil twin. I don't want to have to I... edit that out. I'm so sorry. 
Okay. Scott. I am so embarrassed. It's okay. I'll, you told I'll, me I, know. I didn't realize it was in confidence. I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. It's fine. They were going to figure yeah. it out anyway. Yeah. Well, He's running amok. If you see anyone who looks like Silestine, please shoot to kill. I got to put that in my notes right now because that's a good idea for an episode. Doppelgangers, scary as hell. <laughs> shoot to kill. Oh. Shoot to kill. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That's great to cover. (laughs) My own assassination. (laughs) No, no, no. Do you ever hear that? Like people like seeing their double in real life? Oh, no. Can I tell you something? I've never mentioned this. Like, I don't even think too stew. And I've never mentioned this on this podcast. I had an experience in LA. I, I won't say where, but I was in a public space. And I saw somebody at a distance and it wasn't like this experience of like you see somebody who kind of looks like you it was it was like I locked eyes with somebody and maybe like my brain glitched for a second but I could have sworn I was looking at my face and we were like locking eyes Mm. like they were looking at me I was looking at them and we were having the same experience at the same time like our eyes were widening where we were like that's my face and kind of and creepers that is the first time looked in a mirror i had never seen one and Creepers, that is the first time <laughs> silas looked in a mirror i was gonna say i was like what time i have to mark that down Thirteen <laughs> i i had it was real though well when we we did um olives and blood i had that experience with what's his name mr yorda when he walked in oh i forgot about that guy no don't for- remember oh, him that's what people I wasn't in the show. You saw the show. People always said that we looked alike, and yeah, do um, do we? I mean, even Bryce says so. Let's take a poll. Bryce says so. We should take a poll, guys. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll get a picture of Scott and I'll put it on my story. So let us know if we look alike, and if we don't, keep it to yourself because I like to keep this twin thing going. Please. (laughs) Well, I'll pivot us back because I'm already I'm already ranting. I'm already (laughs) bantering, but. I'm going to start with some of the history of teleportation, just give you a little bit of backstory, because I didn't actually know where this originated from, but it's actually not that old of a term. It's pretty new. So the first instance Mm. of something similar to teleportation ever being written about, like actually written about and talked about in the way that it was intended to, came about in 1877. This was a concept that was discussed mostly in like early science fiction And they didn't actually have the words Mm -hmm. for, like, teleportation yet. So that's more of, like, a modern term. What they were calling it was matter transfer. But long before it was written about in any sort of connection with, like, fiction or, you know, it being discussed of having, like, any kind of potential scientific possibility, there were some documented cases that go all the way back to the 16th century that describe things that we could liken to teleportation. So I found this case that I wanted to talk to you about, which, yes, 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 yes. It's true. 16th century Uh teleportation. Uh Nobody intended for it. Uh It just happened. (laughs) When you hear this, you're going to be like, why? Like, for and for what reason? And for what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) this goes back to, let's see, the Filipino... Guardia civil. He was standing in place to protect the governor's civil palace um, for the Spanish governor, as the Spanish governor had just been assassinated. Now, to his description, because this was written about like a long, long, long time ago when it actually happened to him, and then there's more history to it from witnesses. He was on the job guarding this palace and started to nod off, and this mm-hmm. was in uh, Manila, Philippines, when he suddenly woke up, still in uniform. But all of his surroundings were different. So it's still the same year. It's still 1593. But suddenly, he's in the middle of a plaza somewhere. And there are street vendors all around him. They're still speaking Spanish, but it's just a completely different setting. So what he was guarding was gone. So he runs to the nearest person he can find. He's confused. He's disoriented. And he asks, like, where am I? What's going on? And this man just, like, looks at him like he's crazy. And he goes, you're in Mexico City which at the time was the capital of New Spain. So he woke up halfway across the world, 8,000 miles away. 
Now, the reason the story is significant, and this isn't just like a legend of someone who was psychotic, is because uh, he actually had some vital information about the assassination that would not have reached Mexico City at that point because it had just happened. So based on the historical records of this guy, he was going around to basically everybody he could frantically and saying, you don't understand, I was just in the Philippines and I I fell asleep and I woke up and now I'm in Mexico City. I have no explanation for this. So the authorities basically arrest him and they interrogate him because nobody believed the guy and they think he's just causing issues and he's causing a disturbance, but he's cooperative, right? And he's like insisting, he's like, no, this is what happened. And he's talking about all of these things and being really consistent about saying the governor general has been assassinated, which again, nobody believed and nobody could verify because it's 1593 and that would take months before any kind of messenger was going to come over with a a ship. So Mm -hmm. they end up arresting the guy and just detaining him because they had no real reason to charge him. They were just like, he's in service of the devil, (laughs) whatever this man is doing. (laughs) A few months later, a ship arrived at a port from the Philippines and brings in news from months prior. They exclaimed that months ago, the governor general was assassinated and it was on the exact day that this guard said and in the exact manner as this guard described. How is that possible? Uh, uh, I, I hate this so much. Why? <laughs> My brain is broke. Well, because at first... Like, you're telling the story, I'm like, oh, he fell asleep and he woke up somewhere else. Sleepwalking is a thing. But uh, across the world. 8,000 miles, honey. Come on. No, no, no sense. Well, did you you think when you were listening that he was just crazy? Well, no, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, he teleported to the town over oogity boogity like but no now this makes the the thing that is really messing with my mind is that this story happens before there's any like fictional precedent about teleportation so it's not like yes like anyone had any like no one had any like frame of reference for something like this happening that that is really blowing my mind right now. It's eerie. It's I mean, it, it would be one thing, like I said, if it was just him and maybe it was a coincidence. But the thing that really makes it credible are all of the different notes from authorities who arrested him. And they were like, well, he is in a guard uniform that we don't recognize. And it was confirmed when that mm-hmm. ship came over all those months later. You know, oh, my God, this was the other thing that I forgot about the story. There were guards on the ship who came over who recognized the guy. I was about to ask if that happened. Like, did anyone come over? Like, yo, where'd you go? Though, literally, the guy. Like, I don't. Is... I think they. I don't think they knew him personally, but they knew him as they recognized him as a guard because there were not there were not an abundance mm-hmm. of these guards apparently. But that is the craziest thing. And I'm sure they recognized what he was wearing too. Exactly, if he was still wearing it months later. No, but I think they still had it. He wasn't still wearing it, but because eventually yeah. once this happened, they had no explanation for it other than like it was a phenomenon of God. So they had to release him from prison and he mm-hmm. was allowed to go back onto the ship and be taken he back to the Philippines. Back. I know he just hitched a ride back, but uh-huh. I mean, theoretically there, there would just be no physically possible way that that could have happened. At the time. Of course not, no. So this is the earliest, like, instance of a recorded phenomena of teleportation. So wait, when he went, so then when he went back home, did he, like, try to go back to his job? And he's like, I swear I didn't ditch. I teleported. Like, I didn't leave my post, I promise. (laughs) I didn't find anything about, like, what happened to him after the story. (laughs) If they were like, you're fired. You're no call, no show. Yeah. <laughs> no call, no show, honey. You're out. <laughs> like We've been using you as the prime example of a terrible employee yeah. for the past few months. You just don't like, show I up swear, for three months. I woke up in Mexico City. <laughs> you had one job to guard. You know what's like really unnerving about that is like how unwarranted it is. That's like what really pisses me off about it. Like nobody asked to teleport. So imagine, like, it just, in, mm-hmm. if this is true, like, it could theoretically just happen to any of us where, like, I could just fall asleep and I could wake up in 
Brazil. Oh, let's hope. I could wake up in Arkansas. You say that um, disappointedly. I want to say to any of uh, the creepers who are living in Arkansas, um, Silas just on your home state. It's so, a low. Uh, it's our lowest. If you want to go take, is it really okay? Yes, in that case, yeah. it on them all you want. Stu and I did a. We did a deep dive of like all of our. Um, I think all of our our states and our analytics of like who's listening to us and. I'm sorry. It's just. It's fine. You've got like black widow out your window or whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think Texas was our number one, Texas or California, and I'm pretty sure Arkansas, Ooh. Arkansas or Iowa were our two lowest. Mm-hmm. They didn't want it. Got to do something to expand viewership. I know. Well, or, or you, I could just double down and just like, what, what are Arkansas people called? Arkansonians? Is there a name for them? Um, Arcan, Arkansians. Arkansians. That sounds like it's going to get me in trouble. Arkansane, am I right? Arkansane. That's so Arkansane. Oh, <laughs> um, fun fact for anybody who listened to the Jade Richard Craven episode: um, the movie that she wrote, uh, "Gridiron Grind," was filmed in Arkansas. For anybody who listened to that podcast episode, oh. it would be like fun to know that. Now, that is my first point of historical reference, but I was also going to give you an example that happened much more recently, 2017, which is much more modern, you know, and scary. Mm -hmm. Now this is a similar instance in that it was unwarranted teleportation. So I guess a phenomena right now, Mm -hmm. since it's, it's talked about and written about so seldom in history, I would, I will also say that like instances like the story I just told that historical one, those are not common. They're kind of like few and far between. But this is the closest one that I found that happened a little more recently. It was 2017, and it was a South African man who was 61 years old. He checked himself into a hospital that was outside of Cape Town after I think he was suffering from uh, an injury to his abdomen. So he had to undergo emergency surgery. So he went in, the guy makes it out fine, he goes into recovery, but he's like severely incapacitated and like he's going to be recovering for like a week before he can get up and walk. He just had major surgery on his abdomen. So he's in bed and he's being tended to by one of the nurses. So she leaves the room to go get fresh sheets for the bed, ends up coming back, and the guy is gone. This is like within a minute. Now... It didn't seem physically possible that an older man who had just had this surgery could get up and had, could go very far. So they do an immediate search of the hospital. They can't find him anywhere. So they end up calling the police and they search the hospital even further and the grounds. They cannot find the patient. So it was just a mystery. The guy was in the bed one second, gone the next. Two weeks later, there is a discovery that's made from a smell in the ceiling. It is the 61-year-old man found dead above you? the hospital room in the ceiling. Now, forensic investigators had no explanation for how this was possible because he had no visible signs of foul play. So the, I think the first instance they were like, well, okay, somehow, by some crazy chance, in that minute that nurse left, somebody came into that room who had a vendetta against this old <laughs> man, took him out, killed him and and then put him in the ceiling back over the hospital room where he was recovering. Um, So that was what they first thought, even though it was far-fetched, but he had no, he had no symptoms or I shouldn't say symptoms, um, evidence of foul play on his body. Mm -hmm. But they also had no evidence on his body that showed like any kind of a struggle of him, like getting up out of that bed and climbing into the ceiling or how that would have been possible Uh for somebody of his age or someone who just recovered from major surgery and couldn't even like sit up properly yet. So the question yeah. was, how did it happen? And how did it happen in 60 seconds? Teleportation. Yeah, I'm also wondering, I'm also wondering how did he, how did he die? Like what, what did they determine the cause of death was like, was he dead before he somehow ended up in the ceiling or was he just like, alive in the ceiling like 
Oh, how would I get up here? How do I get down? Oh, it's a good question. I hate to think of oh. him agonizing up there. But I also would say that in the search, if he was alive, they would have heard him, like, screaming for help. He would have. Yeah, that's true. Because mm-hmm. I can't really imagine, like, how he would have died any other way other than just, like, natural causes from complications of, like, disrupting mm-hmm. his surgery. But, yeah. He, I mean, he was not murdered, but he was just found up there dead. God. Teleportation. Maybe he, like, he died in that minute and then his, um, like, he was, like, rising up to heaven and was like, oh, sh-. Like, the body forgot to separate from the soul. It just took extra just, baggage, like, yeah. Like, glitched and just stood, stayed there. Do you ever see a glitch in the matrix a, around you? Do you ever science. have that experience? What? Has that ever happened to you? A glitch in the matrix? What? A glitch in the matrix? A glitch. Um, yeah. Probably. Uh, you can't think. There's nothing like you've never like, like seen like a bird a like frozen. Uh, I guess, yeah, deja vu is kind of yes, one. Yes, I see like, like airplanes frozen. It's like. Like you don't seem to be going anywhere. You've seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think I I had a coffee cup that moved on its own, like maybe like six months ago. No, sorry, it wasn't a coffee cup. Now I'm remembering it. It was it was a can. And like I was looking I was like, what just happened? Like it moved across the table. And I didn't think paranormal. Like you just saw it go like like I literally right next to me, Scott. And I was like, I tried to recreate it. I was like, cause I was like, maybe it's like condensation, but the can wasn't in the fridge or anything before. Like it was like out on the counter. So there was no condensation and the count, the counter wasn't wet. So I, I kept trying to recreate it and make it do it on its own. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't doing it. I was just like, maybe something just happened. Like maybe something was just there's, disrupted. It's a ghost. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I didn't think ghost though. I thought it was a glitch in the matrix. I was like, really? I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I didn't get the ghost vibe. I would immediately. Well, I think it's time we tell everyone that the next surprise guest on the Creep Time podcast will be the ghost from Silas's apartment. He's coming out. He's very shy, but he's very excited. Oh, he's a star. <laughs> That's very <laughs> offensive. To- to the, the ghosts. To the ghosts. To the dead. Yeah. I I can't think of Ooh. that apartment was like yeah. four years old. I can't think of apartments that are that were built four years ago as being haunted because like what history have you accrued? Like you're just unless you're built over like an ancient burial it's, ground. It's probably built on yeah, there's skeletons yeah. in the closet of every LA apartment. You think so? Los Angeles? Absolutely. That's just people who died in that desert. There's nothing going on. Yes. That's true. I should look up the history of what was in Los Angeles before Los Angeles. Just a, it's just nothing, just sand. I don't know. Probably someone. Someone who was displaced. More than likely. Right? <laughs> Can I get into the next thing of teleportation? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> probably somebody who was displaced. Probably somebody <laughs> whose home was ripped out from under them. Is it, have you heard of military uh, teleportation? <laughs> no. Well, Go well, okay. On. Well, this this is a okay. I think this is interesting because this is an, an example of teleportation that was intentional, if it's true, right? Now, mm-hmm. let's see. There, this is, of course, has never been confirmed. It's all an allegation. But the reason this came to light, it was more than a decade after it allegedly happened. And it was from a statement that came in from a witness, I, I believe, of a former um, uh, Navy general. And then it was corroborated by leaked notes of another witness who was also, I think, an ex-mariner. Um And then there were other witnesses who also backed up that this happened in Philadelphia in 1943. This is called the Philadelphia Experiment. Have you ever heard that? Never in my life. What is that? Well, your life begins today. 
So I'm about to talk about the Philadelphia experience. Well, this is, okay, so this is two years, 1940s. We're two years into uh, war with Germany, and the U.S. is rapidly developing a lot Mm -hmm. of their military tech, which posed this question. Could U.S. vessels uh, be manipulated so that they could not be detected on radar? That was the goal of this experiment. So according to these allegations... And the way this legend goes, the U.S. began experiments of this tech in the early 1940s, and then it was all leading up to this one big experiment that was going to take place at this naval yard in Philadelphia. This took place on October 28, 1943, and like I said, it's often referred to as the Philadelphia Experiment. It had naval officers report to this base and board the vessel to commence a full-course experiment with this tech With passengers on board, that was the critical component. Could the passengers be on board Mm -hmm. and could this all work? The goal was not teleportation, oddly enough. The goal was invisibility, which sounds odd, but there's (laughs) actually some scientific backing behind it. And it's going to be a bit difficult to explain. I had to do a lot of research to try to understand the physics of how they were trying to go about this. But I'll, I'll give some examples so it'll make sense. But they wanted to make it so that a vessel and passengers could not be detected on radar and it could not be visible to the naked eye. So this is how they Mm -hmm. went about it. It just went horribly, horribly wrong. (laughs) Now, the leaked information that we would get, I think, are some of the notes from Carl M. Allen, who was the former merchant mariner, and he had annotated the events of the day. According to the allegations, the crew boarded the USS Eldridge, which was a destroyer escort class ship and the intention of the experiment was invisibility from the radar standpoint and visually according to allen this experiment and tech was based on einstein's theories of unified field now to simplify that theory so we don't get too like heady here that centralizes around the separation of separation and manipulation of multiple fields fields meaning like things like electromagnetism and gravity and the fields that kind of make up the world around us so einstein's theory talks Mm -hmm. about the potential of unifying those fields as a means to physically manipulate tangible matter (laughs) while i was reading this scott i almost had a i knew that of course but thank you for explaining (laughs) that to the audience (laughs) not everyone knows that (laughs) i i was up reading this like researching more of this last night and i was like what i like had to read the same sentence like six times and i'm like what but that kind of makes sense though it's (laughs) i guess a little bit I don't know. I get it. Like, take the elements and somehow combine them, however the hell you do that, and it, like, somehow changes something. I'm following you, Albert. I get it. If any of the now, Creep Time fans understand this, <laughs> please leave a comment. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them did. They're smart as hell. Or they might just be like, please don't ever <laughs> try to teach us physics again on this podcast. Do not bring Einstein into this. Do not don't drag do this, Einstein's honey. name through the mud. This is for escapism only. We're, we're here for your lowbrow chatter. We're not here for, for any of this. So I'll explain a little bit more about the thought process of this experiment. Now, what they thought they could do was they could use electrical generators to bend light surrounding an object as a way of refraction, which is a physics term. Now, refraction mm-hmm. refers to the redirection of a wave as it passes from one medium to another, which Sounds ridiculously confusing, but I saw an example of this that made a lot of sense. Imagine like a a bowl. I hope this is right. A bowl of like water, right? And like, you know how if you were to put like a pen mm-hmm. into like that bowl of water, the pen would not change physically. Like it's still maintaining its shape, but kind of looks bent. Like you're partially changing the visual mm-hmm. shape of it. Yeah. The center of that pen, like where it connects to the water, that is a ba- basically like an invisible line that they were trying to achieve with the redirection of light. So that's like their method of okay. like how we think we can make something invisible. Like it's still physically there, but to like the naked eye, it would be flattened, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I feel like I'm teaching a class. <laughs> I think it's, are, are we keeping you up? Are, are we like, okay. you're taking notes? <laughs> so that's what they were trying to do so this went horribly wrong somebody's getting arrested outside i can feel it it's me they're coming no is it an ambulance or is it a a cop no 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 play it let it play don't mute baby i want to hear it we'll never know 
We'll never know. They're headed to Liza's apartment. <gasps> no, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I, I gotta leave. Liza at all costs. <laughs> Guys, it was great catching <laughs> up. <laughs> now, I'll get into what actually happened with this experiment because I think you'll okay, flip. Okay, so refracting. Yes. Yes, refraction. Mm-hmm. They're going to use electrical generators. Okay, we're there. So they turn these things on. Immediately, what was described was a momentary bright blue light, like a glow that consumed the ship, and then it faded away. So they thought it was a success. They were like, "It, we can't see it. It's a, it's gone. We can't see it. But uh-huh. it physically just was not there, was what they think. Now, what was interesting was that there were other witnesses the same time during that day who were miles away at a different naval base who claimed to see the USS Eldridge appear in the naval yard for a few seconds before it somehow faded away again. (laughs) Like, it just, like, literally materialized and then faded again. So then (laughs) they still could not see this thing for several hours, but they watched it in place to see, like, how long... Because they weren't sure, like, how long this experiment... How long they could keep it up. But this went on for hours, Mm -hmm. where this thing was technically invisible. After several hours, it rematerialized and basically faded back into view, right? So they go to board the ship, officials, to inspect, because there's crew Mm -hmm. on there, don't forget. When they go inside, it had gone horrifically wrong because all the men were still there. Well, actually, not all of them, but they and they had rematerialized, but they were now a part of the ship. Their bodies were fused into the ship. Like what? Half faces like rematerialize as like a part of the steel and like in the floorboards and like some men oh. rematerialized inside out. Like it was like their atoms were put back together, but all incorrectly. Like it was like this is the rough no. idea of the ship. No. <laughs> so oh. apparently, if this was true, this is all like the allegations from like the notes that leaked. If this was true, the U.S. immediately shut down funding for this experiment, and it was classified, Mm -hmm. what leaked were classified annotations, it was classified to never be spoken about again, (laughs) because it was a a monstrous failure, if that actually happened. Yeah, and if this is real, we we as society can't handle this. We, you know, I think we'll be just fine with Ubers and planes. I think that's as far as we really need to get. I don't even think we need flying cars, truly. I don't think we can handle that, let alone reassembling atoms. Reassembled inside out, honey. Oh, my God. That sounds like a good night at the Abbey to me. I I like to think that if the, like, when the ship just, like, appeared somewhere else and then disappeared, like, I kind of thought, excuse me i'm getting choked up i understand but i I understand take your time baby (laughs) take your time thank you but when you were saying that the ship disappeared and then reappeared somewhere and then disappeared again i kind of thought that would be where the story ended and like Maybe legend has it the ship just oh, but like never came is back. Faded to keep reappearing and disappearing in different places. Oh, that would over. could you for like infinitely? Could you? That would suck. Your purgatory mm-hmm. is just you stuck on the USS Eldridge to the mm-hmm. end of time. <laughs> oh no! Well, some of the men apparently didn't like, weren't back on the ship when it reappeared. They were just somewhere else. Maybe, maybe they weren't back on the ship because they were back in the ship. Reappeared like fully in the walls. Oh, like complete, like like flattened out. Maybe like there's an atom mm-hmm. over there and an like, atom over here. And there's an atom there. Like an atom steering over wheel over there. made of bone. Ooh. If you were to rematerialize mm-hmm. into an object, mm-hmm. do you have an idea of what object you'd want to be? Oh my god! Absolutely, make me a f-ing broom and dustpan. Why a broom I and be dustpan? Useful. Oh, you want purpose? I see. I want to be. I want to be useful to to everyone. There's, there's no one like who, a short like. Lifespan. No one's You're gonna ever get worn like, out. I don't need a broom and dustbin. Yeah, yeah you're damn but right. like sometimes you just like you're like I need a new one. You know, like they trade you in pretty quick. Yeah, I like people are gonna hold on to me for years. I'm gonna be quality. You're gonna be. Or I'll, I'll like. Job. I'll get left behind in the apartment, 
and then like the new people will move in and be like, oh, there's already a broom and dustbin. I guess we'll keep this one. I will get passed down from generation to generation. Like the that's a good thought. Like, yeah, like the mother of the frat house. Yeah, I wonder if like that's that's something to consider as well. Like maybe you should be like a family heirloom to make sure that you'll you'll be st- around and like taken care of for a long time. You could be like up a bit. copper coated like baby shoes or something random. Wait, Silas, you're you're breaking up. Hello, baby, are you there? Hello, can you hear me, baby? And we're back. We're back. Whoops. You scared me for a second. I was frightened. And our, our computers were uh, were haunted. There was something. By the USS Eldridge. <laughs> something creepy was The going. USS Eldridge. What a horrible f- name for, for, for a ship. I hate the USS Eldridge. Get the hell out of here. It, it, maybe it was named after like someone's mother. Oh, f- And you're it. just fully offending <laughs> someone's mother that's my a, a lovely woman no that's Eldridge. that's my new phrase it's just i love just to say them <laughs> just <"F-> them. <laughs> so nothing hits more than just going them. <laughs> but yeah what do you think of that story though i mean do you believe it or do you think it's all a hoax i mean i listen i will believe anything oh, um, okay so, so asking I'm, you is for not because it's it's worthless. Yes, but I would, I would fully believe that that happened. I mean, the it, I loved Oppenheimer, but it makes for a better movie than Oppenheimer. Where's the Eldritch movie? Did you not like Oppenheimer? Nolan, I loved Oppenheimer, but but this sounds more. I want to see Christopher Nolan and Greta Gerwig team up and handle the USS Eldridge. Eldridge. <laughs> Eldridge. Yes. On I mean it's just Eldridge. It's a juicy ass story. I the horror the thing is like if it is just science fiction or if it is a hoax, what a completely unique idea to write about that in the 40s or 50s, the idea of teleportation one but also something rematerializing and humans being fused to the objects that rematerialize. That's dark. Yeah. Oh. That's dark and haunting. Oh, that's it's horrendous. Yeah, but I, there's so there are so many alleged witnesses to this that it is very commonly known today as the Philadelphia experiment that like it actually happened and took place. And there were like a lot of like deathbed confessions of like witnesses to this. It, it's like that kind of event. But I agree with you. Like I fully believe that like the U.S. tried it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yet it is like. The thing that really sells it is the people in like the town over or whatever who you said the naval guard saw yeah this. saw the USS Eldridge just for just for a few seconds that. like it they just saw a ship fade in for like three seconds and then just fade away yeah that is something that's like why like, why would that be part of the story if mm. if the whole thing is like made up why make up that bit. Because it's fun and spooky. I don't, <laughs> it's just a dark image to conjure. But I, yeah, as radical as like that sounded, though, it does feel like somewhat credible, I, I would say. But it kind of gives way to more of like a, I don't know, maybe a theoretical conversation that we could have about like, is teleportation success? Like, can it ever be successful? If you take apart something atom by atom can it ever possibly be reassembled so i was doing some deeper research on this on like is there such a tech that could ever do something like this and from everything i read it seems like an impossibility because you would basically what the tech would have to do from what i read is that it would have to scan every individual atom one by one Mm -hmm. which theoretically when you scan an atom it you are immediately changing the composition of the atom which means that it is no longer the same atom. So how could you replicate what is no longer the same? You know, like how could you, or how could Uh you even keep track of it? Right. So then once you were able to do that, let's say you could bypass that, you scan all of them. You then have to worry about how you reassemble them and you have to be able to reassemble them in a different place and cut through all of the other atoms that are around it, including like dust and pollen and drywall and like fur and hair and like everything. How could any tech be able to do that? 
it's impossible. I I don't think that would ever be. Yeah, I don't think that could ever be human. But I think the the closest that we could come to that is what we were talking about before, like scanning it and even like scanning the at least shape of something and copying it or trying to like copy as close as possible to the original and making a new thing and then killing the old thing, vaporizing the old thing and making a copy and calling that teleportation. Well, that also is a theoretical conversation we should have because in that case, okay, so let's say in theory, you could scan a human being. And when I say scan, I'm saying like every single atom somehow of that human. So that gets down to like neuron level. So basically you're making a copy of their brain. So theoretically, when you rematerialize the brain, it should have all of the same memories, all of the same thoughts as the original brain. But in order for it to be exact, every single atom has to be in the exact same way it was. If there's one atom that's off, the whole thing is Mm -hmm. from what I was reading. Everything's (laughs) but it's also the question of like what you're saying. If you destroy the thing that you were copying and then create the new thing, is it technically the same thing or is it a copy? Even though you're piecing it together atom by atom to be the exact same thing and technically it holds the same consciousness right yeah i still think one i still think it's a copy okay and two i don't want to live in a world where the technology exists to scan a human being atom by atom let alone if it has the capability to reproduce it but like I don't, I don't let my phone scan my face. I you don't use face ID. I don't want really any. Absolutely not. Really, I don't want. I don't want my face out there. Does it scan your fingerprint? I don't want my face to be a key. You're an actor, Mm -mm. honey. You're an actor. Exactly. AI AI is going to take my face and do what it will with it. Anyway, it's going to win an Oscar. Is what it's going to (laughs) do. So someone else can take AI. <gasps> that scared me. That frightened me. That, that frightened me. Yeah, apologize. Damn you. But like, so if, if AI can like be a scan of my face, can someone then hold up my phone to that AI reproduction of my face and that'll let them into my into my phone? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. I mean, are, I don't know is, how is someone planning to do such a thing? You know what? I wonder if that's a thing, actually. I don't know. if Could you hold up a picture of somebody's face to a face ID? I've never even thought about that and, like, get into their phone. We're, i gotta fi- I, I got to find one of my not, headshots, but... and i got to try that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, maybe finger... I mean, fingerprint scanning is a lot safer, theoretically, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah, have I, problems like, with I that, wonder though. what they would what would they start with if they were going to try to tele teleport a thing teleport a thing um i mean definitely not something that's living i don't think i think cuz it just has yeah. too many ethical issues but it would probably be goods honestly it would probably be i was just thinking about mm-hmm. like all of the the issues of like importing and like shipping and what a problem <laughs> that poses yeah i i mean that could make yeah, a lot of produce. sense Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I can even see that from, like, a military standpoint. Imagine, like, being able to, like, teleport food to, like, soldiers on a base. Love that. Mm -hmm. Of course I want to get filet mignon when I'm, like, in Iraq. (laughs) When you're in Iraq? Me, specifically. When, when When you are serving? Yes. Yes. Filet mignon. When Silas is drafted... It'll be just like when Elvis was drafted. Are you registered for selective service? You had to, right? Well, well, yeah, but I'm we're too old for it now. Are we? Can't get us. Wait, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What is that? Is yeah, right. Hold on. What is the? I'm gonna look this up. I remember celebrating when once I had aged out of it. I don't remember when that was. Hey. 
Oh, it's 26. 26 or yeah, it's 26. Yeah. Aww. Goodbye, selective service. <laughs> so long. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's so joyous. We get to celebrate. <laughs> oh. Well, you actually, you just made me think of something that also kind of posed a question that was kind of similar to the 3D printing question of like whether or not that is mm-hmm. teleportation. I wonder, is like scanning your face for AI, is that technically teleportation? It, because it's surpassing just like collecting information and taking it so it can use that someplace else or implement it somewhere else. But that kind of is like a strange, I don't know, simplified version of teleportation in a way. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. I like. I do feel like that. That's something I hadn't thought about. I was going to say I. I do feel like that is like more replication than mm-hmm. teleportation. But now I'm also thinking if the if the three D. All right. If anyone takes this idea from us, I I want to cut. But also it'll be. Creep time is copywriting anything that is said <laughs> henceforth on this podcast. Good. But like, so if they like combined the AI technology with um, 3D printing technology mm. and like could basically like copy, like take a scan of you mm-hmm. and then also take like an AI, like an AI scan of things that you say and do to kind of replicate your memories and mm-hmm. thoughts and speaking pattern, and then basically infuse this like 3D printed version of you with this, like, like with basically a recreation of your consciousness or at least like yeah the suggestion of your consciousness yeah that feels like now we're just into making an ai clone of you it's that's feels more like cloning teleporting well can i Uh can i tell you something scary i had a a high i had a high thought well i I took an edible like don't take edibles (laughs) i i'm gonna get demonetized um but I had a high thought in bed where I was like looking at, do you have Google photos? Like, do you let Google like save all your photos for you and your videos? No. Do you just save them on iCloud or something? Sorry. Yeah. I don't save them on my phone. I don't trust the, I don't trust the cloud. Well, I'll let Google do everything. And it just like saves all of my stuff and has been for years. So there's like tens of thousands of photos and videos and it organizes everything by like faces. Like it knows all the individual people in like my photo circles and I was like looking through all this and I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with all this like visual information of us. Cause they have like clips of mm-hmm. our voices and they have like videos of us. So like they understand what our faces really look like. And they clearly like can recognize our faces as is. And I was like, what are they going to do with this? And I was like, <laughs> I was like really on one. <laughs> and I was like, I bet they're going to sell it to a company that is going to make like AI Um, like virtual realities of like our like 20s like our younger years and then sell those to us with like all the people in our lives because it has this huge rolodex of like all of these videos and pictures of our friends and like video clips of their voices and their mannerisms and it's going to make little virtual copies of all those people so when we're seniors we can have virtual reality goggles on i know this sounds ridiculous but like we can basically live in a recreated world of our 20s with all of our old friends. And I was oh my God. losing my mind thinking about this. And I was convinced that's what was happening. <laughs> I absolutely think that could fully happen. And it'll be in this kind of like positive feedback loop because our like our personal memories of these moments will be even more so informed by the photos and videos that we have Mm -hmm. of that time. And so then if they fully constructed this world based directly off of those photos and videos, then we'll, like we will associate that with being more 
a more accurate representation because it's based directly off of the thing that has informed our memory of it. Which is so, I, isn't that the craziest thing to think about? Oh, I don't like this. And it's it's like, uh, like it it's like all. a completely like presentational version of our memories too because they're pictures and videos, you know, mm-hmm. like most of them are, I don't want to say staged, but like posed, you know, like we have a curated yeah. version of that moment mm-hmm. that we captured. So to recreate memories and like the thing is too there's so much metadata attached to these photos and videos that it's like it can take us back to specific dates of memories which is crazy like Mm -hmm. you can probably go through a rolodex of like take me back to like i don't know december 5th 2015 when i was in london you know with like x y and z like that's and it could Uh, recreate that that's so i was spiraling thinking about this (laughs) You can't understand well, Scott. Black Mirror, if you're looking to make if you're looking to make San Junipero too. <laughs> it's so San um, Junipero. Higher Silas Dean. <laughs> but seriously, what are they what are they It's a more personalized San Junipero? Yeah, what are they using all this data for? I mean, like, why do they why keep all of they have to like sell this at some point. I'm sure Google will because they'll like get cornered. But I I was just like, they have so much visual content on all of us. I'm like, they're gonna do something with this that they can sell to us like down the line. Of course, yeah, they're not going to give us any of these services unless there's some ulterior motive that they can. Yeah, there's some way that they can also capitalize on Maybe this. We can get it for free if we watch ads, though. I'd be like, you can return to a memory of like your mother and father when you were five if you watch the sixty second ad for Candy you Crush. Watch this ad for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it, Hilton is the perfect getaway. <laughs> You're like trying to access a, a childhood five, memory. Five minutes with your mom. <laughs> if you get this ad for Durex. Oh, oh, it's so dark, but it's possible. It's so possible. Oh, we need to copyright no. this, actually. Creepers, don't take this idea. <laughs> this is ours. Please. <sighs> Let this podcast be proof that we thought of it first. But that's pretty much the extent of all my teleportation knowledge. I know it kind of like veered off, but I I think that was pretty dang informative. Teleportation, baby, I never forgot, not even once. (laughs) You know what teleported? The theme of this episode. That it did. It's Mm. gone, baby. Right out the window. I I certainly believe that there is a possibility that. Okay, uh, there's two schools of thought. I think that the phenomena of teleportation versus the experiment of teleportation are two different things happening. And they're mm-hmm. separate of each other. I think one is kind of like in the realm of like paranormal, supernatural, maybe like that's like black hole stuff that I don't understand. And the other is like manipulation of matter and like more of like the scientific nitty gritty of like break down the atoms, reassemble them. That I don't, I think is a crapshoot. We can't do that successfully. The phenomenon, like the stuff that was happening in like the 16th century with that guy, the guard like popping up somewhere across the world. Mm -hmm. That's some like black hole, weird space time continuum thing. That's That's something else that we can't control or deal with yeah you know it's beyond us yeah, i don't think we'll be able to replicate it but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not physically possible you know when i was a child i thought i was going to be able to make a black hole you still might we got time i like i took a book out from the library and it just said that i had to get a collection of stars and i me at six years old fully believed that I was going to figure out a way that I could harvest stars. I am picturing you just at recess, just alone as a sorceress, just like mm. on the top of the slide, just like waving your arms at the stars, like and like an almond, just, almond. just willing them to come to me. Well, as you were pretty close, backyard, middle of the night, <laughs> pitch black. Okay, sky. perfect. <laughs> just thinking that I could will the stars together from afar that I could just like make them move together Mm -hmm. to form the black hole I was looking to create. (laughs) You're holding a, just holding open a jar. Like, please just get in here, get down. You're chasing them. (gasps) Chasing stars. Is that a song? Wow. Silas Dean's next single is called chasing stars. How does the chorus go? 
I am just chasing stars. That sounds like Bean Girls. That's that literally is the end of Mean Girls. We're stars, so many stars tonight. You guys make diamonds. Oh. You don't know that? I have no idea. I'll believe You've you. Never seen Mean Girls the musical? Never in my life. Well, I've got a bootleg if you want it. Sorry to disappoint. I've, I, I, I've got a bad habit of going to shows and just recording. Not not like outright recording the whole thing, but mm-hmm. like audio recording. I start that before the show even starts. Because what if something happens? Uh, so this is the, the evidence right now that Silas Dean is a bootlegger. I, listen, I stand by it too. I Can we have a conversation? Let me... I'll book and I'll end our podcast with this because I want to have a legitimate conversation and you're the perfect person to have this with because you're a theater hag and I know that you will play devil's advocate with me. I stand firm that not only do I support theatrical bootlegs, I support them as great marketing campaigns for shows, like immensely helpful in long-term sales of tickets for shows. I don't agree with bootlegging where an actor can see that you are filming. But I theoretically believe that bootlegging is instrumental towards education, enrichment, and fulfillment for young children who like theater. I I fully agree. I don't. <gasps> like, you agree? I thought you were going to challenge me. I, <laughs> I thought you no, were going to come for my well, throat. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because I... There is this idea that, like, there's this idea that people who watch a bootleg, like, it'll discourage them from buying a ticket to the show. Which is bull. And I... So, such a lie. Yeah, I think that's only seeing bootlegs, especially, like, when I was a teenager and I, like, I couldn't, like, get to, like, get to Broadway. It was, like, that was my my ticket in. Yeah. And to like feeling like a part of the culture. And that only made me want to go to see live theater even more to know what it's like to actually be there in the moment. But that also being said from the opposite side of it, I'm like, if you are on stage and can see someone recording you, it is, it, it does fully feel like a, a violation. Have you seen? Did you see that when you were on tour a lot? Mm-hmm. You did. And look, I like. I think I've like seen a like seen a light or a flash. Like, pro- I probably well, I was a on flash tour, is listen. Once, a flash is crazy. People. That's way way overboard. Yes. I'm not talking about that. That's crazy. Yeah, but there were other people who like could clearly see that come backstage and be like, yeah, there's someone in the fourth row who is recording the whole thing. That's wild. I I saw Into the Woods recently and there was a woman um, right in front of me, a mom. She was there with like her family and her husband and she was texting the entire show. And I was... Oh, love her. So I was so angry, but I, I, Scott, I got real close to making a scene, but she was with kids. But just I just wanted uh-huh. to like tap her so quick and just be like, what do you like what do you think you're doing that's not disturbing everybody mm-hmm. around you with this giant bright light while we're watching a show? <laughs> she didn't care. And I, I just truly think while watching her not. that like it was not like a deliberate defiance. I just genuinely think she's never been told, don't do this, like in a theater. Don't text. Yeah, I think especially like coming back post pandemic, I think so much so much decorum for live shows is gone, be it theater, be it concerts, even some movies like, like people have forgotten how to, how to act when they're at a theatrical event. They've forgotten that there are, that the people, I guess less so movies because like theater, like shows or concerts or, ballets or anything like they forget that there are people live human beings in front of them and around them that are trying to enjoy the experience you kind of just brought up a thing that reminded me of what i think that where the blur is coming from i think it's because everybody films at concerts and that's a very common thing to do 
people mm-hmm. now feel comfortable True. because they can't separate the two live events in their mind. They're like, well, what is the difference between a concert and a musical in their mind? They don't understand yeah. that like a narrative is happening and it's kind of you should treat it like a movie in a, in a way. It's a live movie. Yeah, and people didn't used to like I feel like even like five, ten years ago it wasn't as common as it is now to be filming an entire concert. No. Like sometimes like you'd see like a camera up for a, a part of a song or two, and now it's like you look out and it's just a sea of phones. Yeah, it also depends on the concert too. There are some concerts that I've been to where you do, you really don't see that at all. Like you see almost no one filming, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Um and then there are some, and it's the same thing I think with like, to bring it back to bootlegging with like theatrical shows, there are just sh- like some shows that are always going to, you're going to know as a performer that there's no way to control how much bootlegging is going on. Like if you're in a show like Wicked, you can probably expect that every single night that's being recorded by somebody. Absolutely. <laughs> Scott, any last words or thoughts on teleportation before I wrap this sucker up? Um, yeah, I think if you, mm. if you have teleported or if you know someone who has, um, yeah, teleport that information into our DMs or into the comment section and, and let us know. We're interested. I agree. I would like to see it. That's all I, I would like to see it. And Creepers, we will just say goodbye and good luck. We're going to catch you next week on another episode and it's going to be our season finale. Stay tuned for the reveal of what that episode is going to be. One and all. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me, Silas. Thank you so much to Mr. Redman for staying on and for (laughs) chatting through teleportation and Broadway bootlegs. I had no idea that was in the cards for us. But I'm... You did. You're right. I had it in my notes. (laughs) I'm always down to have that conversation, though. Exactly. I will fight for that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. And Creepers, we're going to catch you next week. Bye, everybody.